The Etheria Society proudly presents this series of podcasts in tribute to the 50th anniversary of the giving of the 12 blessings. The following podcast is on the fourth blessing. Blessed are the planetary ones. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience at the European headquarters of the Ethereum Society in London, England. The co-hosts were the Reverend John Holder and the Reverend Vivian Gibson. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ethereus House today, um, which is August the 17th, the anniversary of the giving of the fourth blessing. Uh, my name is John Holder. I'm an international director of the Ethereus Society, and I've been studying and practicing the 12 blessings for 38 years, which is longer than many of you in the audience have been on earth. And... I'm joined by Vivian Gibson, who is a senior staff team member of the Ethereum Society, and she's been studying and practicing the Twelve Blessings for some 34 years. Yes, indeed. Hello, everyone. And, and we can't really imagine what our lives would be like, really, without the Twelve Blessings. It certainly has been a life-transforming event to have come across these magnificent teachings. And as you know, this year we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Twelve Blessings, they were given on 12 consecutive Sundays from Sunday, July the 27th, 1958 to Sunday, October the 12th, 1958. And they were given in this very hall where we are broadcasting this podcast today at Ethereus House in London, on the Fulham Road in London. We're actually sitting, Vivian and I are sitting in the spot where our master, his eminence, Sir George King, was overshadowed by the Master Jesus to give these wonderful teachings to mankind. We've actually got the microphone on our table here, which was actually used um, to record the 12 blessings as each were given. And behind us on the wall is a beautiful plaque which says this. In this place, between the 27th of July and the 12th of October 1958, the 12 blessings, the cosmic concept for a new age, were given to mankind by the Master Jesus in his overshadowing of the Master known to earth as George King. All of the Twelve Blessings have been recorded on professional microphones, onto tape, and have been recorded for posterity. And this morning we're going to be listening to a short extract given by the Master Jesus on the Fourth Blessing. Now, Each of the blessings, as I said, were given on 12 consecutive Sundays. They were introduced by a master called the Saint Guling, who was a very advanced master of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, the Great White Brotherhood. And his introductions are also excellent teachings in their own right. In fact, I recently gave a little address on the wisdom of St. Guling here at Ethereus House some months ago. But in his introduction to the fourth blessing on August the 17th, 1958, he had these very significant words to say. 
It should be made known at this time that the great love and power of Jesus is just as much alive today on this earth as ever it was. Very comforting words, aren't they, Vivian? Indeed, very inspiring, actually. Then he goes on to say, A short time ago, the man you see before you, referring to Dr. King, went out to the top of a mountain in order to pray for peace. The martyr Jesus himself came and stood at his right hand. He pointed the scepter of power towards this adept. The adept then manipulated these energies so that a war would be avoided. The next day and afterwards, the war fizzled out in what was, to Earthman, the most mysterious manner. And the Master St. Gillings referring here to the uh, commencement of Operation Starlight when 19 mountains throughout the world were charged through His Eminence Sir George King, or 18 of them at least. And this is also the 50th anniversary of the beginning of Operation Starlight this year. And the first blessing was given just after Operation Starlight commenced. So I'm now going to hand over to Vivian, who wants to start with the wonderful heading of the fourth blessing. Well, today's blessing, as you know, is the planetary ones, a blessing to the planetary ones. And um, it's amazing to consider what a revolutionary concept that is now, if we're talking about spiritual belief, to bless planetary ones, which we're going to look at later today, exactly who they are, uh, let alone in 1958 when this blessing was given. Each blessing as it appeared, as they were given here, this is blessing number four, that expands the listener's consciousness ever more, and this is the planetary one. So it, it lifts our consciousness from off this earth to consider life on planets beyond this earth and their relationship with people on the earth. In a few moments, we're going to listen to the actual words as delivered by the Master Jesus in his heading, which introduces the fourth blessing to the planetary ones. But before that, I just want to read his opening words. O adorable children, may your hearts and minds be filled with the wondrous love and light of mighty God, so that you may see within some dim reflection of your true being. For you can become veritable gods if you would but reach outwards and grasp this heritage, but reach inwards and become at peace with your higher self. Wonderful, positive words. And um, this I think we all know, actually deep down, most people probably in the Western world do know that actually our spiritual being lives within, that actually we have the potential to become much better than we are, that we have the potential to become at peace with our higher selves. And most people, most of us don't live like that. We may be aware of this, we may know that we've become veritable gods, that we have unlimited potential, but we tend to worry about the past and have fear of the future. People as a whole impose all sorts of limitations and fears around themselves. And unlike the planetary ones, which you're going to hear more about, 
we limit ourselves in what we can achieve through being afraid, through living in the future and worrying about the past. And uh, the cosmic masters have many times different cosmic masters through different messages delivered through Dr. George King um, have reminded us of our unlimited potential, Master Etherius said, and that all knowledge and power lie dormant within you at this very moment. And Mars Sector 6, ye are gods in the making. So here the Master Jesus reminds us that we can become veritable gods. But let us listen now to his introduction. We're going to actually listen to the very words as delivered by other Master Jesus through Dr. King when he was in a very high trance state. He was able to enter the state of Samadhi. He raised the power of a Kundalini fully and consciously up the spine to a high psychic centre and in this state was able to attain telepathic rapport with this very highly elevated master of love energy, true love as an energy from the planet Venus. I would ask you to prepare for this. So would you just please make sure your feet and cross your legs, sit with your feet flat on the floor, your hands palms downwards on the knees and close the eyes. Make sure you're sitting upright in your chair, your shoulders are relaxed. Just lift them and drop them a few times and let them go. And just allow your breathing to become slower, deep and even. Once we slow the breath and maybe make it become deeper, the mind slows down and becomes more receptive. That's very good. Just allow the breath to become deep and even. And turn your attention inwards. Take no notice of the sounds around. Just take your consciousness and attention inwards. To the space and silence within. And as you breathe in, Think the word peace and allow the sense of peace to fill your whole being. Reaching inwards, become at peace with your higher self. Now raise your hands and as we listen to this wonderful vibration of these words delivered by the Master Jesus. Imagine a stream of white light flowing down through you, out from the psychic centre, the heart centre, in the centre of the chest, a few inches in front of the breastbone. Send this out from that point, and out from the psychic centres in the palms of the hands, out to the planetary ones. Blessed are the planetary ones who have at this time sacrificed peace 
sacrificed a friendship, sacrificed their very salvations for you. Now lower your hands. Thank you. Beautiful. I'd just like to follow that by reading the paragraph which immediately follows that heading. It says a little bit more about them. They have answered the call of the Great Ones, and without a moment's hesitation, they have left their planetary bliss to accept terrible limitation among you, so that your passage through experience may be guaranteed. That's interesting. They, they've answered the call of the great ones. Unlike humans, we, if we decide we want to go somewhere, we go. We don't worry if anyone gives us permission. We just go. They don't come to this earth just because they think they, they'd like to go to another place and give it a try. They come to do a particular work with a sanction or permission, if you like, from higher authority, whatever that may be. And um, their very presence here, isn't it? The Master Jesus says, your passage through experience may be guaranteed by their presence here upon this planet. So in other words, that's saying, isn't it, that unless they were here, we would not be able to continue to live as comfortably in such freedom and as well as we do now. Through their very presence here, they're changing, if you like, the karma of the whole planet, of the whole earth, of our race by their presence. Because as a race, we're a pretty backward and savage lot on the whole. And by their presence, they enable us to continue to gain experience through lives. Yes, when, when viewed from outside this earth, mankind is viewed as a, a warring race. I mean, there's been hundreds of wars since the Second World War, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And we are known throughout the galaxy as a very warlike race, always fighting each other when you look from the outside. But I just want to go back slightly. It was wonderful when the Master Jesus was speaking. You can not only hear his great words, but the wonderful vibrations which come through on each of the blessings. And this was done by um, his eminence going into a very deep somatic trance, to enable him to be overshadowed in a very, very potent way by the Master Jesus, not just so that his words could be delivered to earth for posterity, but that the wonderful energies of the Master Jesus could pervade all those people who were present at the time and who listened to the blessings in the future. And it's a wonderful thing indeed. Now, who exactly are the planetary ones? Well, we know lots of them have come here, the Master Jesus was one, the Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, Confucius, Laotse, uh, to name but a few. But the planetary ones referred to in this blessing are not just people that we know. Most of them we don't know and will never know. They are around the, the earth, all parts of the earth, holding the light, as it were, for mankind because of our negative karma. So most of them aren't known and never will be known. They, wouldn't, they, would not, they would not even reveal themselves as being planetary beings. 
But as the Master Jesus said in, in the blessing, that these are the ones who have left their homes, their spiritual homes, who have left their brothers, their spiritual brothers, in order to watch over you. These are the ones who day by day suffer the unspeakable hell of terrible aloneness in order to give you their hearts. These are the ones who suffer day by day in a thousand psychological ways so that the dark little earth may make its revolutions through evolution. Without being overdramatic, it's rather like a very sensitive human being going to live among the pigs. And just imagine what it would be like if you took on a pig body and lived with the pigs as a very sensitive human being. And that comparison is similar to what the planetary ones are going through by adopting to them what is a very coarse human body and living among a race much more backward than they are. Imagine that they have to leave the great spiritual temples of Venus or the magnificent temples of Saturn to come down on this earth and live among us to guarantee our experience. It's an amazing thought, that, John. It's just devastating to think of that. And at the same time, I think it's one we should be thankful for. You feel extremely humbled by their complete surrender, if you like, to the path of service and their great compassion, and yet at the same time, enormously joyful and appreciative that we are not alone, as many people have said in the universe, but we are in fact part of a great interplanetary family. Only through our limitation and uh, the way we've lived over aeons, we've cut ourselves off from this knowledge and life. One day this earth will awaken to it. But just to follow on from what John said, there's an amazing article written by uh, Dr. King in an old Cosmic Voice, Cosmic Voice 17, where he describes an encounter with a Martian intelligence on Putney Common, which is just a couple of miles from here. It's sort of like a pasture land, a, a field with trees in near the River Thames where people go for walks and things. Very, very pleasant. And late one night in May 1958, he was instructed to go there. And when he went there, he had an encounter with a Martian intelligence. And this is um, described not only in that article, but also very well in um, a lecture by him you can buy, which is called The Four Aspects of Creation. And he describes how this being walked with him. He was invisible, <clears throat> and yet he cast his shadow on the ground under the street lamps. He could see the man sh the, this personage cast a huge shadow, though he was invisible. The both of them, he saw two, the two shadows walking side by side. And um, they had a very uh, powerful telepathic conversation. And this Martian intelligence told him, it's very interesting, what forms a planetary people take, physical forms, on their own planets and here upon this Earth. And it's really their, their forms upon this Earth that we're dealing with. And they really come to Earth in two ways, really, mostly. They can adopt what he calls third aspect bodies, which is uh, the type of body they uh, a person from another planet would adopt if they were just going to stay here for a limited time. It isn't a dense physical structure like you and I have. It would be more subtle. 
and um, it, they have great freedom and so on in, in that type of body and they wouldn't stay here for long because of karmic limitation. The karma of mankind is so bad they wouldn't be allowed to stay here with that freedom of movement for so long. But the planetary ones on the whole through whom this blessing is addressed are largely those beings who have incarnated here and they adopt what is known as a fourth aspect body where a part of their consciousness is incarnated here in a human form and um, they be largely born, incarnated in the normal process, born um, through a, a, a normal process or they may decide just to come down and take on this physical form and as John describes it would be very, very difficult for them like living, as you said, in a pigsty. It's like they are not necessarily aware of their planetary heritage. Some do become aware of it, though not in full realisation. And some may not realise it for the whole lifetime. They could be born for one or two incarnations. Uh, but nonetheless, though a part of their consciousness that would be here, they would be far more sensitive and advanced than way, way above the average human. And they may not be um, alone, they may have a group of people around them and so forth, and yet they could feel very lonely because they'd feel so different from the average human being. Are there any questions anyone wants to ask at this juncture before we go on? Well, I will just, would like to ask that it's these great and loving beings who come to this earth to try and help us to evolve. Um, <clears throat> would they just come uh, to this earth from our solar system, or do you think they would be from uh, outside in the galaxy? Well, so that's a good question. Thank you for that. Well, when um, Dr. King had this encounter with his Martian intelligence, he was told that there are this was 50 years ago, there are many Martians and Venusians living here upon the earth, and I was astounded by the word many. Didn't you say a handful or a dozen? He said many. That was 50 years ago. And I do believe uh, that there are people from outside this solar system and from other planets within this solar system also here. Yeah, they're mainly from within this solar system, yes, but there, there are uh, entities as well yeah. from outside the solar system on this earth. In fact, in the, in the fourth blessing, the Master Jesus says that thrice blessed are these at this moment throughout all earth. Mm. But most of them do come from within this solar system, but there are some which, who don't. And we might like to consider the reason why they come. Um, in the blessing, it says they come to watch over you. Some may be, as John outlined, a few um, spiritual leaders, um, teachers and guides with a very public face. And um, others, majority probably, as John mentioned, would work quietly behind the scenes. You may not even know of them. Would we recognise them if you saw them? Probably not. Though some, through their complete surrender to their work and their obvious attributes and gifts and abilities, you could possibly recognise that here is one who is not of this earth. And there are some rare cases where I'm sure that that would happen. Do you have a question, Patricia? So I take it, then, that um, Sir George King would have been a planetary one. Well, it was something that he never 
publicly admitted during his lifetime. He was an extremely humble man, uh, Dr King. I knew him very well. I was privileged to have been one of his aides for many years and travelled with him extensively. And he was a very, very humble man. And he would, for example, he'd go into a pub in, in England or, or a bar or a restaurant and speak freely with all those people there about everyday affairs, you know, as well as um, higher things as well. And during his lifetime, he never came out and said, I am a planetary one. Since he's, he's, he's no longer here, we have come out and said that. We believe in the Ethereum Society that Dr. King was extraterrestrial. And we, we we're going out now and we're saying that. And But during his lifetime, he never did. So now, should we listen to the, the first extract? In fact, um, what's happening this um, this year is not only are the 12 blessings coming out on CD and they, they've been um, re-digitalized and remastered and you can buy them and listen to the entire 12 blessings as given by the Master Jesus. Uh, not only are they coming out this year in, in celebration of the 50th anniversary, but also the wonderful lectures that Dr. King gave on the 12 blessings are also coming out in, on a CD album. And the first extract is taken from uh, his description of the fourth blessing. So let's listen to that now, shall we? Imagine someone highly evolved on another planet having to, number one, come into an Earth body, and number two, uh, remain among people of Earth, who commit all kinds of crimes and so on, which are foreign to him and have been for millions of years. And you have some little idea of the great, great suffering uh, of, that these people must go through. Well, these people need your help because if they weren't on the earth and if they had not have been on the earth, uh, you wouldn't be here in the state you are here now and you wouldn't be gaining the great and wonderful cherished experiences which you are gaining now through your daily lives. You know, experience is something which people don't appreciate nearly by people, I mean the mass, doesn't appreciate nearly as much as they should. They'll work for a whole year in order to have two weeks holiday down in Florida or something, uh, uh, in order to enjoy the experience of having that two weeks holiday. And yet they seem to forget that a year is constituted of 365 days and nights, and nights, of experience. They seem to forget this. Well, it is those everyday experiences which matter far, far more than the two weeks holiday experience. The planetary ones are on this earth helping mankind to gain experience through life, experience through matter, which he is virtually gaining now. You are on this earth for one reason only. There are not two. <clears throat> There's one. And that is to learn to control matter or mass. Anything which helps you to get a greater experience in controlling of matter or mass is a wonderful, wonderful thing.
there are some people from other planets on this earth who are helping you to do just that. They're not steering your ship for you. But while they are here, the earth cannot perish. Would be against karmic law. Send out your wonderful, vibrant blessings to these people. Doesn't matter, you don't know them, you don't, you haven't seen them, you don't have to know them, you don't have to see them. Send it out uh, without attaching anything personal to it. Send it out to the planetary ones. Request gently that it goes out to the planetary ones. Visualize a white light leaving the heart center. Imagine it's there in the beginning if you have to. If you can't see it clairvoyantly or any other way, Imagine it is there. What is imagination? It's not hallucination. Why, imagination is the greatest creative faculty that mankind has. In fact, it's your only creative faculty. When you control imagination, what happens? You have wonderful works of art, wonderful paintings, wonderful expressions of culture right down through the ages have been a result of what? controlled imagination. Control your imagination and you have a bacon. Allow your imagination to control you and what happens? Are not your lunatic asylums full? So imagine a great white light leaving the heart center. Request gently. You don't need to force or sweat or strain. Nothing like that about it. These blessings are things of beauty, not things uh, causing you to force or hurt yourself, but things causing you to be risen up, to be made healthier, fitter in every way, yes, even physically. Imagine a great beam of white light leaving yourself going to the planetary ones who are on Earth helping you. And a stream of particularly potent energy will come back to you immediately will cause every cell, especially of the higher structure, the brain structure here and the brain structure in the heart and the brain structure, yes, brain structure in the solar plexus to vibrate differently. It will raise the vibratory rate of the seats of consciousness or brain structure within the body. Must do. So much there in that five minutes. His Eminence has a very simple way of putting forward the most uh, advanced teachings. One of, his, one of his hallmarks, actually, is the simplicity that anyone can understand what he's saying. And, and you, you haven't got to be an expert in English or, or have to have a PhD or a degree to understand what he's talking about. That's one of his great hallmarks, extreme simplicity. Like the, the, the only reason we're on Earth is to control matter you know, sums up whole religions in that one sentence, you know. So it's wonderful. And uh, the he alludes there that the 12 blessings is not just a set of teachings, but it's a way of sending energy from yourselves to these 12 focal points. And by doing that, energy comes back from those 12 focal points to you. As a result, you can send out more. So it's a very... Uh, a unique set of practices by sending power to the group soul of the planetary ones you help them 
but energy comes back from that group soul to you of quite a high vibration. Do you want to add something there? Well, one thing that struck me in that passage we just heard is how it talks about the imagination. We know that through using our imagination, we can develop our potential and be far more vibrant and uh, able people than we are now. Um, that we, I think we know, we can change our state of mind, we can become whatever we determine to be through visual, like the power of visualization. But one interesting thing which he mentions, which may seem simple to us, unless you're familiar with it, was the visualization of a white light. He talks about imagining the white light flowing out through you to the focal point of the blessing. And this is because they lived in 1958, and I at that time. I was brought up and going to ordinary church. I have no recollection ever in my prayers, the way I was taught to pray, of sending out white light. And uh, this, I think, was quite a new concept then, a very new concept in the 50s, that you could, with the power of your mind, draw down a vibrant light from the universe, from the endless universal supply, and send it out through your physical vehicle to a focal point to bring about a change. And the healers may have practiced in that way, I don't know. But certainly I believe Dr. King was one of the very first people to teach this. And through the 12 blessings, he really didn't hold back at all in propagating the 12 blessings and teaching the way to pray through the blessings. That's the marvellous thing. And I think now it's more commonplace. A lot of people in spiritual movements now teach about sending white light out. But I do believe that the Theory Society, through the Twelve Blessings, is probably, John, do you think so? One, One of the, the first, first, for sure, yeah. To do that, but certainly in the West. Certainly in the, publicly. Publicly, yes. Um, and the Master Jesus, you know, goes on in, in the Twelve Blessings. I ask you to, to remember these ones in your every prayer, for by their sacrifice you can gain wonderful experience, and this the greatest gift from man, or even God, to man. And that brings us on quite nicely to the second extract of uh, Dr. King from his lecture on the fourth blessing. And this is just under two minutes. Let's listen to that, shall we? Cannot be any gift comparable with the gift of helping or allowing a man to gain experience. Because that experience is the only vehicle, the only vehicle, there aren't two, the only vehicle which will take him back to God again. Which will take him back to his divine source. Away from all disharmony, away from greed, away from hate, away from war, away from fear, into such perfection and bliss that we cannot even imagine it. Experience is the vehicle on which, in which such a person has to travel, whether he be uh, an English person, a Russian, or comes from the highly elevated planet of, the, of Saturn, or even from the center of the sun itself. Experience is the only thing. Obvious, it's logic, it's basic logic. I'm not telling any of you anything when I say that. And naturally then, taking it the, the reasoning a little further, anyone who helps anyone else to gain such essential experience 
is giving to that man the greatest gift of all. There's nothing, nothing at all that can be compared with this. As you'll admit, I have no doubt, if you think about it enough, Again, very simply put, isn't it? Is there any other questions we, we have um, what, before we go any further? It came to my mind as I was listening to <coughs> George King give this uh, address that do you think that these great beings, uh, advanced beings, have... Because he, they realize we're all sparks of the one creation of God, have been through this themselves and know that uh, and understand what we need and what we require to get to, as they hope, back to God again. Yes, that's a very good question. And yes and no would be the answer there. I mean, some of them. Uh, planetary ones have evolved from this earth yeah. um, through the initiation of ascension but the majority have been born into their own planetary systems but being more advanced than, than <laughs> ourselves obviously they can look at this earth as a whole one of the things which really struck the first people of earth who revolved around the earth on a spaceship was that they, they, there was no boundaries on earth and we, we've created all these artificial boundaries of you know, Russia and China and Mongolia and, and America and what have you, Canada and what have you. When you look at Earth from space, there are no boundary lines. No. So looking from space, you see the world in a much clearer way than, than what we do. Living in, living, you know, we can't see the wood from the, from the trees, you know. And so that because of, of their advanced status and the fact they can see the Earth as one, they can advise us on a much easier route to take rather than the one that we're currently taking. But they must have been through this evolutionary experience themselves to get where they are. They, they've had a different evolutionary experience. They've not necessarily come down so low as we have on this earth, for sure. And we, we, our history is quite dark, and we don't really have time to go into that today in this podcast, but you could refer to the, to the wonderful book, The Nine Freedoms, which gives a very brief description of, of where man has been and where he's come from. Uh, it's quite a, quite a detailed um, study, that. But it's a great question. They haven't necessarily been through what we're going through. But because we are all sparks, they would have that compassion. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you're going to now do a wonderful reading, aren't you? From the, yes, the, the just thing. something else. Um, again, it shows a, a little more about what um, they're doing for us and what they go through. A few more words from by the Master Jesus. They walk unsung in silence through a dark world. They tarry here and the light doth come. And then they pass onwards before the takers of that light do realise what has happened to them. They take upon themselves terrible karma, awful responsibility do these ones. And yet they murmur not. That's very interesting. Actually, there's a lot in there. It shows how, we've just been talking about experience, how they regard experience. They, 
they accept the job. They've got most of them will come I would, with a specific job to do. Some, as we've mentioned, a, a job that is quite public, often behind the scenes. And um, it's interesting. They take upon themselves karma. And mankind as a whole, as a race, has a terrible karma. And we're told in in these blessings and elsewhere that were it not for the presence um, and actions of beings from other planets who don't have our bad karma, they live in comp- on their own planets. They live in complete harmony with each other and with the own logos of their planet. They don't have wars. They don't have capitalism and money and things like that that we and disease like we do here they come here they take on a human body and they have to take on disease like we they're, they're not used to disease they have a body which becomes diseased becomes aged and dies they don't go through this on their planets we know if you study read a book like the nine freedoms i recommend a few books if you want to know more about what life is like on their own home planets the bliss that they come from to be here. Read the Nine Freedoms, Interplanetary Existence. There's a couple of also lovely sections in You're Responsible and a wonderful book called Life on the Planets, which all describes their wonderful home places. They come here in these bodies. And, you know, they can take on karma or they can allow themselves to suffer more in order to alleviate conditions for mankind. In his lecture on um, the Twelve Blessings, the Master, Dr. King, does describe how someone he knew, he doesn't name the person, somehow during times of earthquake and terrible catastrophes and calamities seemed to suffer very bad health problems at that time, as if he was alleviating the conditions for mankind. So they take upon themselves karma and they're often behind the scenes, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know, recognise, we mentioned before, recognise someone, the light comes and then it passes. They're influencing, they would never control our free will. Gently inspire, guide, help, work behind the scenes. In fact, the main reason the Master Jesus came to Earth 2,000 years ago was to manipulate karma on behalf of mankind. It wasn't the teachings he gave at that time, but to manipulate karma and prevent a violent catastrophe would have set, which would have set us back many, many centuries. So it's a great blessing, this, and many, many people um, are opening their eyes now to extraterrestrial life and the help we're getting from, from such great beings as the planetary ones. The Master Jesus goes on in his blessing, In the name of God, these wondrous beings are now blessed. When the record is written up by the hand of truth, indeed will these ones be classed among the greatest in all the system. And in quite a few of the blessings, the Master Jesus had an introduction, then he would give the blessing, then he would have the conclusion. And the fourth blessing has a wonderful conclusion, which I'll read to you now. O sweet little children, let your minds and hearts be open to the gentle power which floweth like a deep river from the heart of God. It floweth into your spirit, from there it illuminates the soul. Let it come outwards into your mind and heart from the soul of you. Let it flow gently in sweet peace, so that you might be illuminated by this everlasting stream, which is the love of God for the lower aspects of God. My children, he goes on, learn stillness of body, 
move ye not. Learn stillness of heart. Let not the lake of peace be ruffled by violent emotion. Learn stillness of mind, for peace will not come while you move like restless animals. Wonderful advice there by the Master Jesus, which if we took into our everyday lives would certainly change them for the better. And this leads on very nicely to another extract from Dr. King's address on the fourth blessing, where he describes the difference between the spirit and the soul in a very, very concise and easy, understandable way. So let's listen to that extract now. It's just over four minutes. Yeah, before we go any further, let, let's deal with these two words again and again and again we're dealing with them, spirit and soul. Now, <coughs> spirit um, here is not meant... Um, the, the, the word spirit here cannot be translated as some dark and weird and wonderful shape that floats about from a bod when he's dead. Um, there are certain religions who glibly talk about the spirit world. Well, of course, uh, there is no such thing as death in the strict sense. Of course there is no such thing. It is but a change. It is but the time when man leaves his physical vehicle in the bottom room, goes up to the stairs into a top room. He goes with full and absolute memory, definitely he does. He goes with his uh, existing personality, yes. And if he's been a Herr Hitler on earth, he goes with a Herr Hitler's mind and brain, certainly he does. But he's not a spirit. He's a discarnate entity. He's a physical being. He's something which certain highly advanced scientists could uh, cut up and analyze if they wished. By highly advanced scientists, I mean on, on, on other planets. They wouldn't do so, but they could do so if they wished. Is existing in what is to us an energy plane? Yes. But he's still a physical being. When you die, and pass away from your coarse physical body, you will take on another physical body, which has an atomic structure and a cellular structure. Some of us, even in our grave limitations, can tell you how that atomic structure is constituted. And at the right time, we will do this. That's not the spirit. No, no. What is the spirit? Spirit is that essence, that unmanifested essence of God within man. It is invisible, it is intangible, and yet it is all visibility and all tangibility. Because it is neither, it is all. The great parody of truth. What is the soul then? If the spirit is this, what is the soul? The soul is the controller. This is the thing used by the spirit in order to control the superconscious mind, which, un which in turn controls the conscious and unconscious minds, so that a light stream may gain certain conscious experience. That's what it is. <coughs> That's a soul. The relationship between the two, 
One is purely and simply, the soul is purely and simply a tool used by the spirit. What is the spirit? God in his purest essence. What is the soul? Tool used by God in his purest essence. And that is it. It's no weird and wonderful form. It hasn't got any form. Aetherius advises us to best visualize it as a gigantic golden sun above our heads. And I suppose even that visualization uh, uh, doesn't do it justice, but we, some people have to visualize something, so he, he gives that as, a, as an aid to concentration upon the great spirit or the great spark of God in its purest form, which is within all men. Not as an individual spark. <clears throat> That's the difference between spirit and soul. So kindly remember that because in the future course of these lectures probably spirit and soul may be mentioned several times. When I talk about spirit, I'm not talking about some spirit form so-called because there is not such a thing. I'm giving it its esoteric uh, meaning. Gain simplicity. Mm. It's an amazing, one of the most concise descriptions of the difference between the spirit and soul I've ever come across, actually. How yes. They, how they work together. Yes. A lot of people are puzzled by that. It's interesting how the soul is a tool. So now what we're going to do, um, on most of the blessings, in fact, um, nine of them, the Master Jesus finished the blessing with a prayer, a very, very powerful prayer. Three of them don't have prayers at the end, the second, eighth, and ninth. But the, the fourth a blessing has a wonderful prayer, and Vivian's going to now prepare us to join in with that prayer, aren't you? Yes. For those who aren't familiar, what we're going to do is, we, we, when we say the heading to the prayer, as we did at the beginning of uh, this session, we imagine white light coming down, flowing through ourselves to the focal point of the prayer, and as John explained with the 12 blessings, what happens when you send your energy out to the focal point, this time it's the planetary ones, you send it out to them and you get a stream of energy back, which is more potent and raises your own vibration, the vibration of your consciousness, that little bit more. And then you send that out again to the prayer, which is for humanity as a whole. So let us... Again, place our feet flat on the floor. Close the eyes. Make sure our spine is straight and our shoulders relaxed. The posture shouldn't be strained in any way. Close the eyes and just make sure the breath is deep and even. Turn the consciousness in for a moment. To the still, small space within which is all space. And for a moment, think about the planetary ones, what we've learnt today, who they are, what they are, all that they have sacrificed to be here, all that they are doing to help humanity all the unconditional surrender 
to service all the compassion they demonstrate. Think about these ones cut off from their own home planets. Let us raise our hands and visualize a beam of white light, scintillating white light coming down into the brain, down through the neck, across the shoulders, and send it out through the heart center, a few inches in front of the breastbone, in the center of the chest. And see this white light also flowing out through the psychic centers in the palms of the hands. And send this out with concentration and with a feeling of love to the planetary ones. Blessed are the planetary ones who have at this time sacrificed peace, sacrificed friendship, sacrificed their very salvation for you. O Divine and Everlasting Spirit, we pray that your mighty power may fall upon the world now. We pray that this might enter into all men so that they may have some small glimpse of themselves and that this glimpse, even though but dimly seen, might be forever a monument at the crossroads of their inspiration. And please lower your hands. We're going to listen to the final extract by Dr. King, where he reminds us that as we send energy out to the focal point of the blessing, we get energy back, which raises our vibration, which energizes us so that we can actually do more, our realization increases, we have more energy, we can do more, achieve more, and the circle goes on. The more we practice the 12 blessings, we help ourselves and humanity, as well as the focal points of the blessing. Let us listen to what he has to say. Well, that ends up with a very nice little prayer, which all people can say uh, when they are sending this great power to the planetary ones. You don't need to know them, you don't need to know where they're situated, in fact you may not know them. You won't know where they're situated, but you send it out to them as one as of these essential course of practices in order to help all these beings plus yourself in this way. And the more power you send out, by law, the more power you must get back uh, by law, the more power you get back, by law, the more you can send out. This is the great circle. It's like healing. The more healing you give, the more power you get back. Therefore, the more healing you can give. Another great cycle or circle.
So that's the conclusion of the fourth blessing. One thing we should caution you about is that people who claim to be extraterrestrial on this earth usually are not. And you must use your discrimination because there are people out there who claim to be from other planets and talk quite a lot of nonsense, actually, if the truth is known. The time of um, recollection is not yet due and the genuine planetary ones on this earth will not reveal that they are from another planet. Well, that concludes today's podcast today, everyone. It was a pleasure being asked to do this. John and I really enjoyed ourselves. It's been wonderful to be sitting in the very place where Dr. King sat 50 years ago to this day, when he was overshadowed by the Master Jesus during the fourth blessing. So God bless each and every one of you in your continued study of the Ethereum Society teachings. If you need any help at all, then please contact us. Thank you. Thank you for your kind attention. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this podcast. For further information on these podcasts or the Ethereum Society in general, please visit us on the web at www.ethereus.org.